Welcome back, everyone, to Halloween Haunts, 365.com, the podcast. I'm Jared. Hi, I'm Terry. Today we have a fun guest, but first we're watching a video so you can buy some of our garbage. I mean, awesome stuff. Today we have a fun guest. We're going to welcome Sarah from Field of Terror. Let's bring her on here real quick. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very well. It's early, but we're good. We're good. <laughs> we usually do these in the evening, but I'm being sent to Oklahoma where it's 104 degrees, so... We'll see if I make it back. You might melt. So, <laughs> let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. So, I'm clinically insane. No. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm a makeup artist and general artist in general. I kind of, I call myself a jackass of all trades. <laughs> I, I tell people like oh yeah i can draw yeah i do acting yeah i'll put makeup on you Just, I, I don't like saying no to things i like being open to learning stuff and trying things and i started out with dance and theater and then i tried makeup and special effects and then i figured out how much i love halloween and then it just blew up from there i gotcha so your basic home base right now is Field of Terror in the Haunt World, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your title at Field of Terror? What do you do there? So I am the manager for Timory Manor, which is one of the five attractions that are on the property. Uh, Timory Manor is the only touch haunt on the property, so we're the only people that can grab you. We'll pull you into different rooms. We... We pride ourselves on the fact that you will not leave injured. Oh, we <laughs> not going to be that haunt that's going to deck you in the face. We really just want you to feel really scared. So we love to play with people's hair. We love to put like, "Ooh, what's on our hands? We're going to touch your face now." It's just it's very disturbing stuff without people leaving upset. Very cool. That's nice. Very cool. How long have you been at Field of Terror? Three years. This is going to be my fourth season, I believe. Very cool. What made you decide to get into the makeup side of the business? So it's a combination <laughs> of two things. Um, I had awesome parents growing up who said, why in the world would we spend $50 on a costume when you've got some scrap material over there in your costume from last year? So figure it out. And they said, like, all right, you're going to put your own Halloween costume together. You're going to figure out how to do this. And then I figured out how to do makeup and hair. And it just all compiled together after that. And it became a fun hobby. And it came time for, oh, you're going to college now. What do you want to do? You got to pick a good career path. And all I had in my head at the time was dancing. I want to dance. That's all I want to do. And that's all I ever did. 
and I had the very harsh reality hit me of, well, you need to lose this much weight. You need to get into this kind of shape. You need to stop eating this. And I said, ah, yeah, no, no. I like cheese and crackers. I like food. I like eating and consuming as much as humanly possible. So what's something else I like to do? And I decided, all right, well, you can go to school for this. Cool. I don't have to go to college. I can go to a trade school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very cool. What trade school did you end up going to? I'm just curious. I went to two. I went to makeup designery in New York City, and that was awesome. That was such a cool experience. And wow. then the words, just to add on top of it a little bit, I went out to Los Angeles to cinema makeup school. And Very I actually nice. think I have a picture of you homing a diploma from there. I do. There it is. <laughs> That's very cool. It was, oh, it was two very, very different city environments and types of teachers. And just, I feel, I just felt so well-rounded after leaving both schools. It was like, wow, I, I've learned. I have knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's many differences between New York and California. Very, very cool. They could tell right away when I was out in LA, I would, they'd be like, you're not from around here. It's like, no, don't touch me. Don't touch my stuff. What's wrong with you? They're like, we're just coming to say hi. Yep. We're trying to be nice. Yeah, I knew, I, when the first time I went to LA, I knew I was in a completely different area because I was putting in a machine into a doctor's office and next door, they were taking aura photography. They would photogra photograph your aura. It's like, Wow. What? Where am I? <laughs> you doing what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was real, too. People were going in and out. I'm like, all right. You're, if you can make money off of it, I, I don't care how big of a hoax it is. Good for you. <laughs> Someone's giving you their money. Keep doing it. Very cool. So do you do makeup for the other attractions there or just mainly stick to the manor? Nope, that's the cool thing, is I'm not the only makeup artist there. I uh, I have my manager of the makeup department, Savannah D'Aquila. She is a very, very talented makeup artist, and she has the one thing that I don't have, which is organization and team leading skills. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the life of me, can't handle being in charge of a big group where you have to just stand there and tell everybody what to do. Yeah. With the haunt, it's like, I need you in this room, I need you in this room, and everywhere else taken care of. Can everyone handle that? Right. And then it's their own devices. I have very competent actors. They're really good. They're very talented, and they're very smart. They know what they're doing. The makeup girls are constantly being told, like, you pick five actors that you know you need to be in charge of. You pick five actors. And she organizes all of that for us. It's so nice. It's so helpful. So she will sometimes give us people who are just from our attractions. However, the other makeup artists, there's Savannah, uh, Mary, Ina, hmm, and Emily, that's all of us. We are given the entire cast and are just told, pick someone, are you free to do makeup? Go to them. We can be handed anything. It could be a clown, it could be a demon, it could be a monster, it could be a werewolf, it could be anything, and we're just supposed to go with it, do what we can. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite attraction at Field of Tower? 
I hate that oh, boy. Stuff, but I love it at the oh, same boy. time. <laughs> well, oh, fudge. Well, okay. So I'm not going to be biased because, of course, I'm going to say, like, oh, Timory is the best. I love my haunt. It's absolutely <laughs> the best. But like, I, I'll represent another haunt right now. My neighbor haunt. That's the carnival. It used to be called the Unknown Barn. And they recently, uh, during the pandemic, they made a really big choice to close it down for that season and they renovated it to be a carnival. I was so jealous when they announced that it was going to be a carnival because that's one of my favorite themes of all times are dark carnival, creepy, spooky, carny attractions, evil clowns. And they just, everything that they're doing with that building is so cool. And I love the fact that I'm friends with the manager. So he'll ask me like, oh, what do you think we should paint this to look like? And I'll just say like, well, we could paint a clown on there and then we could paint this and then we can make the walls drip. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. So we're going to take a quick break from the haunted attractions. We'll get back into that though. <laughs> but what's your favorite horror movie? The Exorcist. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite horror villain? Oh, man. That's assuming that the horror villain is even a villain to begin with. Correct. Well, I, for, for aesthetic reasons and the way that they look, I love Pinhead, but I think maniacally, the truly most evil horror villain has got to be the guy who was John Doe in Seven. Okay. He, oh, yeah. He, oh, he was such a disgusting person. Yeah, you never think about that when we ask that question. No. no. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you have a favorite horror franchise? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like I could just kind of put on an entire horror series and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, this movie. I forgot about this movie. I should rewatch this. I like every once in a while I'll say the Friday the thirteenth series is awesome. Um I I have the unpopular opinion. I love the Hannibal sequels. I thought all those other Hannibal movies were great. Yeah. I don't even care that the um Jodie Foster wasn't in it. I think they did great without her. I like them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Darker than the original, I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's the fun part of the franchise. Especially Red Dragon. Yes. Ooh, I love. Ooh, the makeup effects. Yep. They did great. Mm-hmm. Now, our quirky, weird question before we get back into: Do you believe in ghosts? Yes, absolutely. I. <laughs> here, here comes the weirdo. That's fine. Not a surprise. <laughs> I I was co-curator for a UFO and paranormal museum okay. in Pine, New York, and the building that we were in was the you remember like in ye olden times the doctor for the town would live on a street and they would just kind of go to the person's house to be healed and cured and they bring their kids when they were sick that was the house where we were building the museum i was walking through the entire house i was running into stuff i was trying to carry plywood and it just was not working for me and i heard behind me in the corner of the room someone ask are you okay i turned around no one was there Oh wow! I've had, <laughs> I've had stuff grab my hair. I've had 
like little noises behind me. I'm like, oh, for the love of God, my head does enough to me. Don't make it worse. Like, just no. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is cool. So I think we finally lifted to yes, yes. over now. Yes. It's just something running that I'm, I'm working on a really big show. So I'm asking everyone I talk to if they believe in ghosts. <laughs> it's I don't know. Everyone expects when they talk to a ghost, they're like, oh, it's going to be this really big, creepy experience. I've heard a ghost straight up. I don't know how much I can swear or if you can beat this out. But oh, just- no, you can feel free to fuck shit i have an exploit for that reason because i can't watch my mouth i don't know what this ghost it was having a bad day it died very angry but all i know is for that museum we had to listen to these audio clips and select what one sounded the most accurate sure enough this person of just like oh we should go into this bedroom over here and you just hear fuck you like rude rude we (laughs) no We had a, our last house we lived in was haunted. And we brought in the investigators and they actually caught one saying fucking jerk off. Clear Uh, as hell in an EVP. It's like, we see what you're doing. (laughs) That was was wild. So, do you take anything from horror movies to put into what you do as a makeup artist? Absolutely. Absolutely. I... All the time, I'll watch movies and I'll be like, ooh, I should write down that. That's pretty cool. Oh, we can make that. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) So tell me about the picture you sent over with you sitting next to the eyes that are chained up. Kind of like a um, (laughs) Cenobite, she looks like. Oh, this light character. (laughs) Oh, what was her name? Oh, I forget what her name was, but she was my final project for when I was out in Los Angeles. That was how I graduated school, was we had to come up with our own character that would fit into a horror movie. It could be one that was existing already or a new horror movie, but you had to sell that this character was meant for this universe. That is really good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Glad that it was only shot from the front because I ran out of time and the chains were actually supposed to look like they were getting sucked into the back of her head and I panicked and I just took a big piece of duct tape and just smacked it on the back of her head. I was like, just stand very still and face forward. But that, that, I mean, that's all horror and all haunts is it's beautiful from the front. You do not want to look behind. (laughs) How many actors I've had in like jean shorts and a little tiny tank top. I give them an apron and I'm like, don't turn around. You need to stand with your back to the wall and not move. Yeah. Yeah. That's That looks good. So I know it's hard to get to other haunts because you're working during a busy season. Do you get to go to haunts? And if you do, what's your favorite? attraction well i'm a little i'm a little bit of a huge chicken and (laughs) i'm too scared to go through them and i will tell my actors all the time because that's why i started working in a haunt i i know where everything is i know where my actors are for the most part and when I don't know where they are, all I have to do is walk into a room and I say, all right, who doesn't want to get $20 taken off their check tonight? <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> right here. I'm like, yeah, that's right. No one's scared me. 
I've worked for other haunts and I've helped construct other haunts and then I've had to walk through them while they're up and running. But I think the only haunt that I've walked through while not being a guest was uh, my friends in a strat. It's either Stamford or Stratford, Connecticut. I don't remember, but Bright Haven, my friend, her haunt. Oh my God friggin word i've worked there with them before and the few times that i've gone back to actually walk through i'm like this is the same building really the stuff they do in there it's <sighs> big building that i think used to be a, a planet fitness or a gym of some sort amazing audio equipment they rotate the walls like everything they do in there is just like how did how did you not buy a brand new building with this this is insane how did you do this very cool hmm very cool. So, what do you do for a real job, or are you full time at Field of Terror? What do you mean a real job? <laughs> oh no! Well, <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people have to take on like a boring job along with the haunt job. Some don't, some do. I 100% understand. I um, I had my little break with adult reality. I uh. I tried to do the full-time artist thing for a while. I was doing really well. I had had enough of the daytime job and retail work. I worked at a liquor store throughout the pandemic, and that just pushed oh. me way too That was an experience. That was a very unique experience. You want to learn about some real monsters in the world? Go work at a liquor store. <laughs> we don't open it up at 9 o'clock in the morning, and you see it's like, ooh, is it the zombie apocalypse? No, it's just alcoholics who want their shooters first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I tried to be a full-time artist and that, unfortunately, it's the cruel, harsh reality of art doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. So I had to find another job and I got really lucky to work for a company called Seek Rights. They're a floral uh, production company and they just, they're the wholesale company where the florists will order their flowers, we box them, and I drive a van to get the flowers out to them. I, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning and I get home no later than three and that way I've got from three until I literally pass out or my body gives up to do what I want. Yeah, that's good. I love that's it. That's good. <clears throat> um, would you like to move to Hollywood make uh, makeup f- from this? Uh, that was... <laughs> Shut up. Oh, now hiring at <laughs> HalloweenHaunts365.com would- would you like to move on to Hollywood makeup from this? I have to use my words carefully with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned very quickly from Budge. How long did I live out in LA for? It was not very long, but I talk about it like it was a year, but it was probably no more than like two or three months I lived out in LA. I couldn't stand it. I hate LA. I hate how touristy it is. It's so loud. It's so hot. It's irritating. Ooh, I've People never that, been there. It's it's awesome. If it's your first time going, you want to see all the touristy stuff, and that's all you have in your head is to go and do that. Wonderful. Hands down. It's awesome. If you're going to live there, I lived there twice. I tried it once for school, and then I tried to go back for another month to see like maybe maybe I'll give it another try because maybe I was just too stressed out with school 
same opportunities for makeup and film and television can be found anywhere. Yep. LA is just the big name behind it. It's a lot easier to find jobs in LA. However, you're more likely to get the crappy jobs of you're working for free, you're doing internships, you're handing people stuff, or you're going to take out the garbage. With the New York area, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts, you're a lot more likely to get jobs doing makeup right away because everyone's looking for stuff out in LA. Everyone wants to go out to California to look for this or even Manhattan. If you do your research and you're really determined to find these gigs, you'll find makeup effects jobs in like Lodi, New Jersey, in Salem, Massachusetts, anywhere. As long as you look and you're determined and you do the research, you'll find work. Hmm. Never thought about that. No. Yeah, no, can't stand LA. Like she said, that you think LA, that's where everything is. Yeah. If you notice, a lot of the celebrities are moving over to New York. Yeah. Why? Yes. Nice. We have seasons. <laughs> yeah. I I travel for work. And whenever I get anywhere in California on my phone, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, have you been to other parts of California yep. where it's a little less foresty? It's still the same hellhole. It is. Like, it's an escape. Sacramento, San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. It's all the same. Like, I haven't been West California, because that's all along the coast, but there's, like, a whole lot of nothing out there. That's what I'm saying. You either get bumblefuck nowhere, or you get city tour. Yeah. Uh, I was around Pebble Beach, California. I forget the name of the town. That was absolutely gorgeous, but it was still the same headaches. Everything was still so expensive. It just... Like, I was in a little town where I had a Tiffany's & Co., a Rolex shop, and then I was in a little hotel. But, like, to get a cup of coffee was, like, 12 bucks. They don't have Dunkin' Donuts out there. No, they don't. Oh, my word. I burst into tears because I had had enough of being out in L.A. for the first time, and I was so excited to go home. And I saw the Dunkin' Donuts in the L.A. airport, and I cried. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, thank you. I just want coffee. (laughs) Yeah, California's a lot of Starbucks. And that's okay, but I like Dunkin' a lot better. It was either Starbucks or bean and bean coffee, and that was just not good. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah, California's a whole different animal, dear. It's, It's nuts. Go do the touristy stuff. If you're if you've never been and you're excited to go, that will keep you distracted for long enough. But yeah. I guarantee you, if you go back a second time, you're gonna say like, "Ew, yeah, what is this?" I went my first time. I went. I was in. I was right around the corner from Hollywood, putting a machine into an Ooh. office, and I was like, "You know what? I need to go see the Kruger House. I have to." Sure. So, I was up at two a.m. our time. I got done, put everything in after the flight, around all that. It was about 5 o'clock p.m. California time. So 8 o'clock here. So I've been up from 2 a.m. to 8, and I'm I'm like, you know what? This is two miles away. I got this. I'm going to do this. That two miles took me an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying that. And that, I didn't get back to the room. I was in front of the house for maybe... 10 minutes just taking pictures you know trying to be 
not you disrespectful. Make it worth it. Right. I've sat in that for so, that long. It was the same amount back, so I didn't get back until I'm gonna say eleven o'clock their time. So I had been up for twenty four hours just to go see oh, this house. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw it. It was a lot smaller than I thought it would be. It's absolutely beautiful. I would buy it in a second, but and then I drove through Hollywood, which basically looked like Atlantic City. <laughs> it's trying to fit LAX in a road with cars everywhere. Yeah. It's terrifying. At least you're trying to add. That's worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So if you could tell a new artist who's just starting out anything, what would it be? A new makeup artist, anything? Yes. Don't turn down opportunities, but know your boundaries. I, the one thing I noticed in the schools that I went to is that everybody said, oh yeah, you're going to work free. You're going to do this. You're going to have to do this. No, you assume you have to do that, but you can also say no, because you can respect yourself a little bit and say, hey, I have to pay rent this month. I am okay to not do this gig for exposure. I, if it's a good gig and you know it's going to get your name out there and it's for free, take it. Absolutely. If you know it's going to do you good, take it. But don't be afraid to say no to those jobs that are, you know, it's, why am I doing this? Why am I wasting my gas to get out there? Why am I wasting all this supplies? Like, if you are doing that in your head and you know it's wrong or it feels like it's wrong, it's okay to say no. You're not going to end your brand new makeup career just because you said no to one gig. Yeah. Mm. It's good advice. Take the stress off yourself. Still enjoy what you do. Yeah. What is your favorite part about working at Field to Tower? A combination of the people that I get to work with, meaning the managers, uh, Sharon and Kevin, the two people that own the farm, the Kyle family farm is their property. They have a farmer's market year round and Field of Terror just happened to be how they got their name started. They created this family environment. And they very much so are, we're we're here to create a nice environment where you feel like you can be whoever you want and do what you want as long as you're safe and you don't hurt people. They, They pride themselves on that and they're very good at it. It's either that or it's seeing people get scared. It's a little bit of that. (laughs) It's not me this time. It's not me. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So do they uh, make you come in in the off season to help prep or they just pretty much leave you alone until the season starts? I choose to come in on the off seasons. I I like it. It's it's one of those circumstances of when you're asked to do something, you say like, well, now I don't want to do it. <laughs> Whereas Sharon knows that we want to come in if we can come in. She'll text us every once in a while if we haven't showed up and just said like, are you alive? Are you okay? 
But for the most part, she knows we're either busy and can't come in this week or whenever the case may be, or she'll specifically say, I need you here these days. And then we know to put time aside. But for the most part, she has people who work there who want to come in. Yeah. We have actors who want to come in to help with construction stuff. We have other managers who just say like, hey, I got off work early. I think I'm going to swing by real quick and just get some stuff done. That's really cool. It's the joy of doing it that brings people in to come back and want to keep doing it. Yeah. Very cool. Now, I, f- I think I looked yesterday. Your new schedule's not out yet for Field of Terror, is it? Not quite yet. We are definitely in the process right now of confirming everything, but we're going to be open this year. This is the <laughs> 20th anniversary of them doing Field of Terror, so this is a big deal for them, and we're trying to amp this up to be as big of a deal as possible. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, I have a secret to tell you after we hang up. So just stay on the line after I close it out. (laughs) (laughs) So 20th year of Field of Terror. Um, Anything new you could talk about or anything new you want to talk about? You don't have to give anything up if you don't want. Well, here's the thing is that we have a lot of new ideas. The problem is none of them have been confirmed yet. Mm. We have so many ideas and we're constantly (laughs) like we'll leave a meeting and kind of sit in our cars and just say, we didn't agree on anything. We just bounced ideas around for two and a half hours. We didn't actually <laughs> say, we're going to do this, 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 and this. It's just, well, we could build this. We could build a boat. We could build a shark eating a boat. Oh, what if we did a Wild West themed? Oh, what if we turned the hayride into this? And then we'll finish the meeting and be like, okay, I think we're ready to go. And it's like, no, we're not. No, we're not. What are we doing? Yeah, we just came up with ideas. We didn't put anything on paper. (laughs) Oh, it's always, always so many ideas. We are never going to run out of ideas. We have too many ideas to the point that we're we're ready for next year and the year after that. Because we're like, well, technically, if we don't do it now, we could do it next year. With budgets and building and, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So when do you, do they take a little hiatus or do they just start November going into next year? Um, that's a personal choice. Yeah. I mean, Sharon definitely takes a hiatus because she deserves it. Oh, it's yeah. her, it's her property. It's her farm. She, she should be able to close the gates and say, everybody do, do not come anywhere near me for the next <laughs> month. And yeah. she, uh, she chooses not to. Yeah. There, there is only so much that can get done because we're fighting with the winter and mm-hmm. we are outside. So usually November to December, January, February is pulling stuff in under the roofs and covering stuff, making sure snow doesn't get on anything, taking props down. And then come March, we go to Transworld, mm-hmm. get our brain food in and start absorbing information. We come back and then we start prepping everything. Very cool. What was your big takeaway from Transworld this what year? This is my first year going to Transworld this past season, so my oh my goodness, my whole brain I thought was gonna explode. I had oh there were so many things I wanted that Sharon said, and where are you going to put this? I said I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it. We'll make a room for it, damn it. <laughs> there was an entire like bungee cord system where you could like fly across rooms and go at diagonal angles. And Sharon just looked at me and she said, where are you going to put this? Your ceiling is only how tall. I'm like, and I have short actors. We'll be fine. That's hilarious. The bungee cord Everything seeds work, though. They do. 
everything there is brain food the, the class is there i don't even care if i didn't buy anything there the class is there are enough for me yeah yeah do you think the east coast could well needs their own convention their own convention their own haunt convention Does Midwesters haunt not count? Well, that's Chicago. Yeah. Because of the trans world, center of the country, yeah, MHC's center of the country. I think... I think it would be pretty cool if it was on the east. I think there's room for a west and east coast honors convention. The, the thing I worry about, I guess, is the fact that, like, like I said earlier, L.A. gets all the love. The west coast gets all the love. Yeah. That's where they think all the good stuff is. And You've it's not... You've got, no, exactly. It's not. It's just this assumption that LA has everything. You've got New York Comic Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, all these comic conventions that are a big deal and do draw in the numbers. Yep. So if they were to do a horror convention out here, I think it would work out very well. But would they put as much effort into it as they would these West Coast ones that they know? Well, I'm talking like a trans world over in this area. Oh, absolutely. You'd get so many more people to come out. Yeah. Because, uh, if you look at a map of little dots that are haunted houses, there's twice as many over here as there are in the California area. Like California if you is if you cut the country in half, there's more to the right than there is to the left. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would think it would do very well. So do I. I think it's just it. It truly is just the image of you've got California and the film industry out there, and yeah. there are. There's a bunch of horror conventions out there. There are a lot of smaller horror conventions that go around. The Chiller, um, New Jersey Horror Con, like all of those shows are good shows. They get great guests, but they're all catered to movies. Yep, It's all movies, television shows. A couple haunts will go out there. Just mm-hmm. like a couple haunts will go to trans, uh, not trans world. Will they'll go to Monster Palooza or whatever the uh, Son of Monster Palooza out in Los Angeles? But those are geared for movies. Yeah, it's much more so. Everyone assumes that if you're in horror, it's the movie industry, the television industry, and haunts are kind of like you do this when you first start warming up. Yeah, uh, people will assume that when you work in the haunt industry, it is really much just. Oh, you learn to do this in your free time with toilet paper and latex. It's no, there are some people who want to make this a career. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're very it's not just something that they put together in their spare time. And it hopefully more conventions will realize that and the industry will realize that a little bit and start to say, like, hey, you know what we could do? We could get more money by including Halloween in this. Yep. I hear you. You got any further questions, Your Honor? No, I don't. (laughs) I'm going to let you take the floor and uh, pimp out your social media or tell the fans anything you want to say, stuff like that. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I guess the important information is Field of Terror. Uh, Feel free to go on the website or just Google Field of Terror, and it'll bring you right to the website. Our dates aren't up yet, but save the link. They'll be up soon. You'll be able to get tickets. And for me personally, you can find me on Instagram at monsters underscore makeup underscore the letter N gore, because God forbid I spell out anything fully. I just had to do the abbreviation of it. (laughs) Um, Same thing for my website, monsters makeup and gore. 
yeah, like I said earlier in the interview, if you have a project that you need done, it's not just makeup, if it's prop making, if it's sculpting, mold making, fabrication, set design. I, I'll tell people, I'm like, listen, if you're okay to put your trust in me, I'll learn something for you. I'll learn how to make plastic molds. I don't know. <laughs> I'll learn. If you want me to really try, I'll try. I want to make this happen for you. This is something that you came up with in your brain, and I want to make it happen. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, thank you for, don't hang up, but thank you for coming on. It was <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. So cool. We learned a lot. Yes, we did. We did. And that's why we do this, is to learn more about and grow the haunt industry as much as we can. I mean, we've been running seven years now as a website. Yes. And we're going to hit a year as a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Pretty you guys interesting. have such a cool life. You're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of work, especially yeah. during haunt season. Yeah, we're already For arguing about dates and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> when haunt season comes up, you guys are more than welcome to come visit. I already told Sharon that I was doing this podcast, and she was like, "And you're gonna invite them, right?" <laughs> yes, Sharon, I'm going to invite them. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. But we'll talk about that after we cut. So I'm going to wrap this up. Okay, go for it. This has been Halloween Haunts, 365.com, the podcast. Goodbye. Bye.